Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, so you really want to make a podcast? Do, 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 do. Yeah, what if we just sang our um, music? Maybe we should get some real music, Samantha. The podcast came. Oh, you're still recording. Three, two. Survival Jobs is a podcast spotlighting artists, their side hustles, and their passions. Hosted by Samantha Titsolo and Jason A. Coombs. Boom. Sweet. Okay. Love it. Cigarettes has been like, oh. what's that? What's that meme with like the lady from Titanic? It's like it's been 120 years. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> so, Jason, I mean, just jumping right in, so much has happened since the last episode has been released. I know. So our last episode was the middle of July, wow. and we're recording this on September 11th. It's just so crazy that it's been 20 years. Oh, I know. For, of the um, 9/11. How are you feeling? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's always a really sad day, you know. You yeah. get reminded. I mean everybody knows like where they were at that time, and right. you know it's so many people were affected by it. And I always think like, what would happen if like nine eleven didn't happen? What kind of world would we be living in? I don't know. That is wild you to know? think, right? Well, it's interesting because we both used to work at the nine eleven memorial. That was wow. one of both of our survival jobs. That is so true. Back that in the day, right? Was <laughs> both of our survival jobs? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow, like when this day comes, I don't think, oh my God, like I worked at the 9-11 Memorial. Mm. I forget, you know? Were you working there on the anniversary ever? Or no, you left before, right? Yeah, I only worked there for a week. (laughs) I only worked there for a moment. I started, I think, in December. I don't think I was there on the anniversary, no. Were you? No, I was only there for like three months. (laughs) (laughs) It was a hard job. It was a hard job. I don't know. I was like grateful for the opportunity to work there. Like I felt like it was like an honor to, to like be of service. Yeah. I guess <laughs> to it. I don't know. Yeah. But it was really hard, and I did not like standing out in the middle of nowhere telling people where Burger King was. <laughs> oh, I know. That was the other thing. People were like, "Where is the closest coffee shop?" And I'm like, "I don't even know." What it is. No. Like, what do you mean? And I'm also 21, and I don't. <laughs> want to wear this jacket and get rained on but yeah it's wild so here we are tying everything back in like that was our survival job and here we are yeah. on 9-11 doing our podcast called survival jobs life is so strange and i will say like i'm i'm feeling that a lot these days like in this first month back in new york just mm-hmm. like things coming full circle and 
people popping back up into my life and or yeah. like not popping back up into my life and <laughs> things are just flowing and going and I'm like wow life is fucking crazy it's strange and I'm happy yes. but I'm tired wow Jason okay so the last time the episode came out we were all hyped for the film festival yeah so we should tell everybody this is a bonus episode right this is our bonus episode people that was supposed to come out like a month ago <laughs> yep. I've been texting Jason I'm editing it and I have not l- touched it not one lick of it. <laughs> we've been like really busy people but we're back and we can't wait to wrap up this yeah. season we've yeah we wanted to drop this again. bonus episode That's right. so Samantha for the film fest you interviewed some cool people which we'll get into after but we wanted to just touch base with everyone and say, hey, we're still alive. We didn't abandon yeah. y'all. <laughs> like like Steve from Blue's Clues. Did you see that video? Oh, remember Yo. I thought he got canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had can- cancellation from pornography. You did. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. And he came back. Anyway, we about, talk about the film fest, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I interviewed. Go ahead, Jason. Why don't you tell them? Because this is your well, baby. Well, no, the film fest was awesome. It to was sum it up, yeah, we had a great time. We um, saw some amazing films. Some we had three hundred something people there on a Friday night of opening night. It was Samantha fun. was going live. Yeah, I don't like, know if you guys saw. Like she killed it. But <laughs> um, we had we did a virtual. Love you too, boo. Um, we had <laughs> virtual and in pro in person, and Samantha did a very cool uh, virtual Q and A. She interviewed filmmakers who had their films made during the lockdown and um and the category was called the lockdown diaries so um that's really freaking cool yeah i mean it was really awesome talking to all of them i know we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast but like the pandemic like in the height of it i couldn't even get out of bed Mm. let alone get up and make a movie write a fucking script film it act in it all of it like and and films were wonderful like amazing they really were. quality, amazing scripts. All of it was great. So it was really, um, it was really great. <laughs> How many times have we been great? <laughs> <laughs> so should we should we get into it? Yes, yes. So anyway, the ep- the bonus episode is Jason is unfortunately not in it. So you only have to hear my stupid voice. <laughs> I, I've been talking too much during this intro, so <laughs> I don't even remember anything I said. <laughs> <in this intro. laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I basically just talked to the filmmakers about their films and, and their inspiration and all that fun stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, Jason, are are these listeners able to watch these films or no shot? I, um, I think they're going to be available soon. Um, I know some of us some are still doing the Film Fest circuit, but I know, like, first example, Edwin's uh, Tenet. Yeah. Edwin Escobar, who directed Tenet, that's on Amazon. Oh, great. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I think Nick Ranieri's Still Wish You Well video with Berlin Charles. That's probably on YouTube. You can watch. Oh, great. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try to link as much as we can. Yeah, and then I'll and then we'll put some posts on our Instagram on the week the episode comes out. Yeah. So you guys can, like, see their work. Be really, excuse me, it was really cool for me because I, I spoke to them before I watched the films. So to, mm-hmm. to talk to them about their journey and their process and their inspiration and then to watch the films afterwards is really awesome. So... You guys yeah. will get to do that, too. So in this interview, they're going to say their names again anyway, but I just want to shout them out. Um, Edwin Escobar, who's a Bridgeport native. Yeah. Um, Rajana Creer, who's our lead actress in Edwin's movie Tenants. Fucking scary. Yeah, Sante. It's scary, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sante Mejia. 
Um, he's a student director of a film called Every Day Feels Like Sunday, a documentary. He's so John cool, Gray. Guys. He's right. really cool, right? He's so cool. Uh, I wish I was that cool at 17. Me too. Like I was like a loser. <laughs> Me too. 100%. <laughs> John Gray, uh, he directed a movie called Exit Package, and he also uh, created the Ghost Whisperer television yeah, show with Jennifer Love Hewitt. He's awesome. He's really awesome. We said Nick Ranieri directed a music video called Still You Still Wish You Well that uh, features the artist Berlin Charles and his original song Still Wish Love You Well. They're really cool as well. <laughs> Barack Ogasaguner. Sorry, sorry, Barack, if I ruined your name. I apologize. Burak. But Burak. So Burak Ogasaguner, director of A Strange Season. Burak, if I ruined your name, I'm so sorry. Um, his film was fantastic as well. So, yeah. yes. So enjoy, you guys. Yeah, and, and, and I hope you guys listen to the whole thing and then and are able to see the films. We miss Facts. you guys. We're coming back. Facts! Ah, <laughs> we're coming yes. back, and we're going to wrap up this season one of our podcast that we love with some dope, dope guests. So enjoy this bonus yes. episode. We love you guys. We miss you guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the panel discussion of all of your excellent, excellent films. Uh, my name is Samantha Tutsalo. I work with Jason very closely on our podcast, Shameless Plug, Survival Jobs the Podcast. If you guys haven't listened, tune in. And all of you should come on as guests, actually. So hit us up if you want to come on in. Um, first of all, I just want to say I admire all of you for creating art and great art during the pandemic i could barely find the strength to get out of bed every day so the fact that you all created these films in lockdown in the pandemic is so admirable so kudos to you and congratulations um if we could just do a quick intro so everyone knows who everyone is that'd be awesome john why don't you kick it off uh, hi my name is john gray um i wrote and directed a film called exit package incredible Go ahead, Julia and Keaton. Hi, I'm Julia Maggiola, and um, I co-wrote and co-produced and co-starred in The Art of Longing and Belonging with... I'm Keaton Morristan, and I did all of those things, too, as part of The Art of Longing and Belonging. <laughs> yes. All right. How about Nick in Berlin? Let us know what you guys are up to. Yeah, uh, my name is Nick Ranieri. I am the uh, director, editor cinematographer, all that stuff of the music video Still Wish You Well with the talented Berlin Charles who's over here for me. <laughs> and I am Berlin. I hope you guys can hear me well. I'm Berlin. Yes. Uh, I was in, I'm a singer. I <laughs> sing the song that Nick wonderfully edited and um, co-directed with me and everything and yeah <laughs> amazing welcome ray so uh, how about ray and edwin give us a little intro about you guys and your film did you go first <laughs> <laughs> uh sure so um edwin escobar i wrote uh then directed and i guess produced um tenant with ray jana career over here Hi, everyone. I'm Rajana Career, um, but you guys can call me Ray. I apologize if my Wi-Fi is lagging. It's one of those Mondays. Um, yes, but yeah, I play the lead role in Tenet um, as Leah. Yay. All right. And Santiago, save the best for last. Well, everyone's the best, but 
Um, my name is Santiago and I created the film Every Day Feels Like Sunday. Incredible. All right. Awesome. So thank you all again for being here. Sorry, Barack. Actually <laughs> saved the best for last. <laughs> all right, Barack, tell us, tell us who you are. Um, I'm Barack Bergener. Uh, I've uh, directed and wrote uh, A Strange Season. Incredible. Now, really, thank you all for being here. We're so excited to chat with everyone. So we're just going to jump right in to John with Exit Package since he has to head out pretty soon. So, John, thank you so much for coming again. Uh, I just want to start by asking, what was the biggest challenge of this process? Um, and was everything done entirely virtually with the cast? Well, sure. First of all, I just want to say thanks for having me in the film. And I'm really happy to be in this great company of uh, filmmakers and performers and artists. Um, I feel lucky to be a, a part of your group. Um, Amazing. Uh, my film, Exit Pack, our film, my, my wife and I, my wife's my co-producer and uh, uh, general secret weapon. Um, and yeah, Exit Package was done completely through Zoom. Um, you know, we, we just recorded it. Uh, and I, I was supposed to, I was set to do a short film in May of last year, we were, we were prepping it in January. And then by February, it became clear that we were not gonna be able to do that film. It was just, it was not, not gonna happen. Right. And I was really frustrated and, um, you know, very grateful we were all healthy and, you know, and, and you know, surviving. But I just thought there's gotta be some way I can't go all these months without making a film. And uh, I was on, of course, our, our whole lives became about Zoom, like all of us, you know, all, all we do is you know, be on Zoom meetings. And I was on a, <clears throat> I was on a Zoom call. It was a large call with a lot of faces, and um, it was a rather boring call, unlike this one. And my mind started to wander. And you know, at one point, somebody got up and walked away. And um, I started thinking to myself, what, you know, what would happen now if that person never came back? Would anybody notice it or wonder about it? Or, and then I thought, well, what would happen if there was a gunshot and that person never came back? Like. What would they do? And so that was sort of the germ of this idea of doing this kind of comedy thriller about this corrupt investment company that's having a Zoom meeting and they're discussing firing somebody who they're afraid is too corrupt even for them. And then one by one, they start getting killed. Um, and so I was able to get a really good cast together because the actors were bored out of their minds as well, just stuck at home. And um, you know, we had a lot of moving parts to it because at one point, a, an actor playing a detective had to go into another actor's house. So we had to figure out how to make that safe and how to shoot that separately. And so it, it, it you know, feels like it could have been just done as a play, but in fact, we had to do it in several different pieces. And it was great fun. It was great. It was very liberating, you know, because it was Zoom. We weren't worried about lighting. We weren't worried about makeup and hair. You know, it just looked like shit, like Zoom does. So yeah. it, it was fine. Uh, and it was great. There was no DP. There was, it was just us, uh, and we just had a blast doing it. And I was very grateful to have this cast. And, uh, um, you know, but I think we pulled it off. Yeah, I think you definitely pulled it off. Um, speaking of the cast, a uh, note that I had watching it is the cast had such great chemistry just through Zoom. So had the actors ever met before, they never were able to gather together. So I, I guess that must be like a testament to your direction also. So can you talk a little bit about the cast and their really awesome chemistry through Zoom? Well, it probably speaks more to just what wonderful people they are. And yeah. you know, they did not know each other. Um, three of the actors were in LA. Uh, one was in New York and I was in New York. I live in New York. And um, 
I think what helped was that we did a rehearsal day before the uh, shoot uh, where we could just get all the mood. Because I wanted to not just have completely just talking head the whole time. I wanted to have people getting up and moving around and bringing their laptops with them and kind of yeah. being their own grip and, you know, camera operator. So we did a lot of, you know, just rehearsing to kind of get that stuff worked out. And also to uh, just get them comfortable with each other. And it was difficult because timing is so important in a film like this. And on Zoom, it's difficult because there, there's a lag sometimes, um, you know, so some kind of joke might not quite make it because, so we were concerned about that and trying to deal with that. And, you know. Right. What, what was the biggest challenge for you as a director and writer of this? Uh, to do this all virtually? And second part to that question is, was there something you learned uh, that you might want to like use going forward in other things you direct that you maybe wouldn't have learned if it weren't for the pandemic? Well, I think the biggest challenge aside from the idea that I'm just not in the room, you know, I mean, I wish I'd be in the room with you guys. It's just, it's not, it's just so difficult to have the separation. Yeah. But apart from that, the challenge was that not every actor had, had the best internet. And Kim Wayans, for instance, you know, and she, she'll, she's the first to admit it, you know, she had terrible, terrible internet. And so she kept freezing and uh, it got really difficult. And so I, I can't, when we were finished um, recording it, I had one of the actors uh, stay behind and we just did some, a bunch of lines that, were, that made fun of Kim's internet, internet connection uh, in character. And so we then just kind of dropped those lines in whenever something happened that we couldn't get around. Um, just to sort of make it part of the, you know, part of the thing. Um, and I guess in terms of what I learned was just you know, the idea of you know, how important it is to stay creative no matter what and to just keep finding ways to tell stories. You know, that's just the most important thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I said, I admire all of you for creating during lockdown. And I was going to say, uh, finding the inspiration to create this and also it's so it's so funny. It's very dark also, but some of the lines really were so funny. Little things like, uh, oh, my tacos. Like that's just, just like the, <laughs> the refry or whatever kind of beans, French toast. It's just so well, it's, all those, it, it's all those kind of tropes that we're, get, we're seeing now on Zoom. Yeah. There's, there's always somebody eating during the Zoom meeting. Yeah. There's somebody like, you know isn't wearing pants. You know? Yeah, in so the bed. It's just kind of fun to, to, to satirize all that stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Thanks. all of that with us and for creating that piece so you can hang out or if you have to go like head out hang and out as long as i can I'm yes awesome so thank you so much john um great work again thank okay you. now we're gonna move over to julia and keaton hello how's everyone feeling <laughs> great so you guys uh worked on the art of longing and belonging um Julia, can you tell us a little bit about the production company? Well, you guys both have created this production company. Can you guys start with telling us a little bit about your production company when that was created and launched and how then you transitioned into creating this film? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start and Keaton, we'll feel free to jump in. We, um, we actually met as apprentices um, at the Barrow Group. We were doing their apprentice company program. Um, and so there were a few of us like coming out of that in 2017 that wanted to start production company um, because we wanted to be in stuff. So we were like, why don't we just write stuff that we can be in and produce for ourselves? Um, so it started with like, I think five people and then um, a few people moved away. Like literally to like Europe, <laughs> the other coast. Um, so the two of us kind of uh, returned to it um, 
and wrote this short in, it started in 20, I want to say like 2019, 2018, something like that. Um, and then we ended up revising it um, over the past year, I would probably say. So I think um, we worked together on a few other projects that I had written myself or she had written herself. And this was our first like true collaboration of like writing together um, and producing together. So I don't know, did I miss anything? Amazing, no, that's amazing. Uh, so I watched the film, I loved it and I was so intrigued by it. And it was captivating the whole entire time. So how was this shot? Was it shot on an iPhone or with a professional camera? The quality of it looked great. So that's my first part of the question. And how did you guys deal with filming during a pandemic? Uh, Keaton, do you want to start off? Sure. Yeah, I can I can dive into that one. Uh, it was not shot on an iPhone. It was <laughs> shot with uh, professional equipment. Um, uh Julia's uh, good friend uh, and director buddy, uh, Stephen Emmerich, uh, came along with uh, Will Armstrong, who's a wonderful cinematographer. Um, and the two of them uh, really helped us out with some of the technical aspects because um, while Julia and I are both uh, extremely creative people, um, some, of the, some of the production uh, elements are um, a little bit trickier for us. Uh, so we, we really locked out with our, with our small but mighty team. Um, and we also had um, a lovely uh, friend and uh, brilliant producer, uh, Carmen McKay on board as well. And kind of the, the team of five uh, going strong uh, really <laughs> is all it took to, to put this little film together. And that's, I think, a testament to, to everybody that we um came together and, and uh, saw eye to eye on this project. Um, there was a part two to your question, I think, that I'm missing. Yes, what was it like and what was the process like filming during the pandemic? And sidebar, I wasn't asking if it was filmed on an iPhone because it didn't look good. I just get so shocked these days when people show me something and they say the whole thing was filmed on an iPhone and it looks so professional. So I always like to, to figure that out because... Wow, the phones these days really shock you. Yeah, so Julia, do you want to take the second part of that question? Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. I mean, I think we <laughs> it's it's like I think we were both so eager to like having had the script and working on it for so long and it was on our like slate of like this is the next project we want to work on and then all of this other stuff happened and we were like <laughs> this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then like this other stuff whatever. Yeah. Um, so we were like you know can is there a way like what can we do and we did have it always took place always part of it took place outside so we were like you know um I live in Connecticut so we actually ended up shooting at my house um so we were able to be outside for a lot of the shooting and um part of what we had our producer come on for us is that she was kind of like our COVID person um, you know, she was very like, okay, guys, like masks on this, that, like, is the air purifier running? Are the windows open? Mm. You know, everybody can only, you can only be outside, like only, you know, all you're only allowed to eat outside. Like just very much like we put her in charge of trying to make sure that like all of those things would be safe and that everybody would feel good. And, you know, everybody was had their masks on if they, if, 
well, I, I don't think actually we were like the only ones who got to take off our masks the whole time <laughs> because everybody else, you know, we just, we had just all made an agreement that like, that's what we were going to do and we were going to be as safe as possible. So to like try to make this art and it, and it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a success. When yeah. did you guys film it in during the pandemic like beginning? Like were, were we on the up and up? Was it like in a peak spreading we, time? Well, as far as like, I think it was October, right? I think that's right yeah so I think in we so like I said we were in Connecticut and Keynes in New York um all of our team was from that area and so we were definitely in a time in October when things were not quite as crazy scary as they had been um and you know like I said I just feel really lucky that we were able to shoot so much outside which like also had its own <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah I can imagine with sounds yeah the suburbs right. and shooting outside is like always been lighting I think on that I think on that day somebody in your neighborhood decided to chop down some trees right oh no and you can't be like excuse me can you um maybe chop down your trees Whatever. in two hours we're doing something <laughs> yeah. oh well you guys pulled it off that's great um okay so this was a really unique story in, in the sense of, you know, I wasn't expecting it to go the way it did. So is this something personal for you guys or where did this idea come from? <laughs> it's a good question. It's, I, I, think it's a, I think it's kind of a mix of there's, there's some personal in there and then there's some make-believe, right? And, and I think, uh, I, I think there's like a little bit of um, we we could have very easily gone down like a like a thriller ghost story sort of way with it, and we decided against that, um, and and decided to kind of keep it grounded in reality, and decided to keep it kind of grounded in something that we could all um, uh, somehow relate to. And I think it, what's interesting also is that the the story relates somehow to the experience of the pandemic as well, which is talking about the feeling of loss and talking about the feeling yeah. of depression and, and getting through the day um, with all of this tragedy in our lives, uh, even though the circumstances of the, of the story are different from uh, the circumstances of the pandemic for most people experiencing it. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I just want to say too, like in yeah. our rewrites, I think something that was like really interesting was that like having to rewrite in pandemic and like maybe reworking a few things because we we're like, how can we possibly do this? We like found our way back to like more of like the friendship story and that like came through a lot more. And so I think that the friendship thing, like obviously we're friends. So like that was like, it was like really nice for us to like explore how to show that. Yeah. And it definitely was you're, the, the hardest thing to act. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. You really, really convinced us that you guys were friends. That was another thing. Again, uh, like I said to John, the chemistry with his actors, you guys had great chemistry and it was super believable. And I felt like it was so genuine, which it was clearly right. You guys are friends. Um, so that's awesome. So I just want to end with two questions. Um, first, what was the the hardest part about filming during the pandemic, which Julia, you can take that one. And Keaton, what was something you learned that maybe you wouldn't have learned if it weren't for the pandemic? I think the hardest part about filming during the pandemic was, I mean, twofold maybe. Like one, I think that there was 
such a desire to like want to make art, but like also, you know, the concern that at what cost and like, I mean, personally, and I know that like Keaton and I have talked about it, like we didn't want to put anybody in any danger or like, you know, sacrifice, like, you know, put anybody in a place where they're uncomfortable. And I think that that was like an interesting thing to even just think about how it extends into filmmaking and art making in general to really look out for your crew and your cast and the people around to like, just be sure that like everybody is feeling okay. And like, you're doing what you can to make sure that this art is made in a way that is safe and that everybody feels good about, so. Yeah, totally. And I think that what I, uh, what I would say I learned the most from this project, I think really feeds into what Julia is saying is that um, I, I think it's this, this art form that we all, you know, love and, and want to do with our lives and do do with our lives is, is really a collaborative art form, right? And, and it's about the people and it's by the people and it's for the people. And uh, we're all in this together to create a story to tell a story to, um, to keep telling a story and, and, and to do that in a time when you're right, Samantha, like waking up and getting out of bed is, is tough. sometimes <laughs> enough. That is yeah. all you need to do with your day. And sometimes that's enough. And to, and to do that during a time like that, I think really cemented uh, for me how important this is. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing all of that. I can't wait for everyone to be able to see your films. Um, great. And so I'm going to move on over to Burak. Hello. From t- tell us where you are. Uh, I'm, I'm in Turkey. I'm and in it Turkey, is 1.30 in the morning where he is. So <laughs> we're going to try to talk to him while he's still wide awake. <laughs> so Burak, your, your film was called A Strange Season. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about the film and how you came about uh, the inspiration to make it? Um, well, the, inspira- the film is about a, a married couple uh, they, they've been married for 50 years and uh, somehow uh, the husband gets overly paranoid and um, eventually it's, it affects the relationship. Um, and it's, it's about stray animals also. Um, and how, how, how I got to make it is actually strange. A um, few months before the pandemic uh, I was around the area where we shot the film, um, and then, like in winter time, uh, this place gets really uh, silent. Hardly anyone is on the streets, um, and it gets really foggy. So I was I was thinking about like I kept thinking about this um, makes a great set setup for a sci-fi, um, and then. Yeah, so uh, I was trying to find a find a story to use this place. I mean, obviously the season was different when we shot it, but when the when the pandemic happened and all all the lockdowns uh, stuff went on, I was like, okay, this 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 feels like a dystopia. Um, and then yeah, I, I I want to make it a little bit of a dark comedy as well, which was something that I wanted to do forever. I mean, you know, like uh, play with the dark comedy genre. 
something that I really like. Um, so yeah, that's 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 how the uh, inspiration came, and also um, like the part with the stray animals, like because no one's around. I mean, you know, like people people feed them, so you know that they get the food scraps from cafes, restaurants, or houses, and then nobody comes out. So like they they go hungry, um, even starve to death. So, that's that 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 was another part, and it, like uh, Tur- Turkey has a lot of uh, animals. So yeah, did you film it in Turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I filmed it where I am at, at the moment. I mean, uh, before the pandemic, I was like uh, going back and forth between Australia, Berlin, um, some other European countries. Like I do cinematography besides my directing. So I pick up a lot of international uh, gigs. So I was I was going around, and when, when the thing uh, happened, I I happened to be in Turkey. So um, since then I'm here. Yeah. So how long did it take to create this film? Uh, the way I looked at it, it seemed like there were a lot of moving parts to it, even though it was just the two actors. Um, but the the camera work was great, and it seemed like it. It was a lot, very time-consuming, so I was just curious how long it actually took. Um, from a page to um, finish completely, it was about three months, three and a half months. Um, but it was it was great, like um, because I mean uh, the the actors are my parents. Um, oh wow. I was going to be all... one of my questions. Were those in? Were they in your pod? But yes, they were. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Uh... Wow, your parents are great actors. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's my mother's uh, first time uh, in front of camera. Oh, wow, and... she's great. Hmm. Yeah, she she's. Uh... I mean, I I I loved working with them, but I worked with my father uh, once before. Okay. Um, Ago. that was his first time so this is his second time in this film wow it's, it's authentic yeah that's incredible congratulations to them that's amazing um mm. wow that that just got shocked because that was going to be my question about the actors how you did that you know during the pandemic and how you kept it safe but you guys were all in the same quarantine pod i assume so well i mean they, they're my neighbors oh perfect so, uh, <laughs> look maybe- next door to each other at the moment so yeah i mean you know like yeah they are all uh under the same sort of still uh, structures and that was that was good for the film too like um see this this time around doing this in such a confined uh confined uh environment yeah it's like i mean you know i i i used to love painting and drawing as a kid so like i kind of never developed that to um, an art form uh, because film took over and uh, that was just a thing that I've done before. But like this time around, it was like, uh, because I'm the entire crew until we went on to doing the sound post. Um, So, and uh, my parents are the actors. I I, I could develop develop the film all the way to the final, final draft. 
as a, like it was it was a really uh, moving organic uh, way of creating it normally you know like you have time constraints right you know actor has to be somewhere and that's gonna be the end of that day and that's it blah blah this was like a three months full on uh, and hands-on working creation so that was that was that was fun that's incredible so two more questions number one is what made you choose to do the whole film in black and white what was the inspiration there um and same question i'm sort of ending with everyone is what was your biggest challenge because of the pandemic and what did you learn or appreciate more that you maybe wouldn't have if it weren't for the pandemic well um so many questions i mean um the second one is like kind of what i was saying it's um i think like more so than learning it gave me the chance uh to explore a genre that I always wanted to explore and it also allowed me to like it it was like writing a song or it was like uh doing a painting in some regard or like sculpture or something like that so uh it it was nice that uh pre-production production and post-production all could have been a um structured but not so structured and uh, flexible piece and that those two things uh, I always wanted to try so it gave me that opportunity and I'm uh, happy with that and feel very lucky Um, it felt like I organically take it out of me yeah and the black and white (laughs) <laughs> it's great that's, that's great um, and the black and white is uh, because um, well I, I, I wanted to be not necessarily a pioneer I mean um, I wanted to try doing this I mean of course it's done in the, during the pandemic period but the story can happen anytime um, and so, like, I wanted to have some sort of uh, timeless feeling to it. Plus, uh, I want it to be uh, not look so real. Mm. Um, you know, like, I mean, we, we, we were all going through what we have been going through, and there's so many personal experiences here. And right. I wanted to focus on the little little things that, actually skip from what we kept hearing and what we kept watching and reading and all that so yeah um i wanted to make that sort of little somewhere in between reality and um a dream yeah well i loved it and thank you so much for sharing all of that with us that was great i can't wait for you guys to all see each other's films you haven't yet right Nobody's yeah, seen yeah. anybody's films. Yeah. I can't wait for yeah. you guys to. I think it, it's just like so interesting to see everybody's film and and 
um, work is so different and so beautiful in their own way. So thank you so much, Burak. Um, I'm not just going to talk to everyone now. So, Burak, please hang out if you can, but if you must go to sleep because it is almost 2 a.m., you're welcome to go. Um, so now that we don't have any time uh, restrictions with the rest of you guys, I would just like to open the floor and I want to ask this question to everybody and um, I'll sort of go around. So what was the most challenging part? This is my go my big question for everyone. What was your most challenging part about creating a film during the pandemic? Um, Ray, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just want to mention again, thanks so much for having us. This was really, really awesome. Thanks for using the platform and you know opening this space. I yes. think the hardest thing. Everyone's excited in the background. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. I. I think the probably the hardest part was just getting out of the house. I think I think I kind of got really, really comfortable um, with doing nothing. So I got like it, it was just really, really, I think almost like difficult to just imagine myself stepping out and, and wearing like, oh, do I have to wear a mask still? How am I going to act? How you know what was going to be that that new line of like you know, stepping out. So I think that was the di most difficult part for me, just probably for everyone else as well. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that in a major way. Um, <laughs> Santiago, do you want to let us know? Uh, yeah, kind of like what Ray said, just stepping out of the house because like I filmed my uh, sh uh, short in like when it was like lockdown, quarantine, everyone had to stay in the house. And I don't know, that affected like my motivation to do anything. Like, yeah all the time so, like I mainly just stayed in my bed and then kind of like just telling myself like okay like I have the time to do it I should be making like you know some productive and creative stuff right now and like kind of like forcing myself to like get up out of bed and like actually like using my time productively you know yeah totally uh Edwin what about you well um I, well as the writer and the director I think it was me asking uh, people to come and do their thing during a pandemic mm. uh, and those uh, you know leaving a space for it to completely fail and, and people call out and not be upset or not so much upset but like you know you kind of were expecting things to go 100% wrong or worse um, even though I kind of designed it around my property with two actors and then we switched roles on sound and um, our special effects makeup uh, um uh, uh, special specialist was well, only spent about 45 minutes on set, but um, I was pretty much asking people, Hey, you want to do something while everybody else is like uh, really worried about what the world ending? Yeah, <laughs> you guys want to do some art in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did set the tone for you know being safe, uh, but I also wanted to, without being irresponsible, set the tone to uh, use it as an opportunity to be minimalist and 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 go back to. You know, if we didn't have, a, uh, let's say, a, a, any budget at all, and it was just actually two, three of us, uh, you know, coming up with with a story that somehow related to it, it has really nothing to do with being quarantined. It's a somewhat of a thriller, but it did kind of because it's it, it's a, uh, Leah spent a lot of time with herself in this film. Um, yeah. You know, her, her role is pretty much a lonely person, yeah. uh, which is kind of like who we were becoming for that time. I was scared and I, I a couple of times during that film I was like what the freak is happening <laughs> that's a good thing that is yes. a good thing I was like ah! 
Um, Berlin, how about you? What were some of your struggles with creating this uh, during the pandemic? Um, I think um, for me, uh, especially as a singer, I think um, releasing music right now is just like confusing, I guess. I don't really know, um, especially being an independent artist, I think. I'm very like particular about what goes on and I'm in control of everything that goes on. Mm -hmm. um, but um, specifically working with Nick, um, it was definitely easier because it was just us two. So um, social distancing and things like that were very like bearable and very doable and we were smart. Um, but yeah, it was, it, in creating, it sort of felt like, oh, is right now the time, but you know, it's what we love to do. So we're going to do it regardless. Yeah. Awesome. So Nick, do you have anything um, you'd like to share that was a challenge for you because yeah. of the pandemic? I, I think that scheduling, in addition to what everyone else has said, scheduling was hard. Uh, Berlin and I are both working in our respective careers and mm we shot this when stuff had started to open up back, open back up a little. So it was kind of us trying to figure out when we actually could come and shoot. And then once everything was shot, it still took me a few months before I could sit down and edit because I, I had a few different things that I was working on. Um, luckily we live like 10 minutes away from each other. So oh, that's we, great. We could pick random days and be like, do you want to shoot something today? And then get together and just spend a day shooting whatever we can, but I think it was definitely a challenge scheduling and figuring out getting it out on time. Right. Uh, so just to, to, since I have you both here, boy, <laughs> of everyone here, um, you mentioned it was just the two of you. It was, you had no crew, nobody else to help. What yeah. was that like? Berlin, you want to start? Yes. Um, everything's frozen, but I can hear you guys. So yes. You soon. are not frozen. You are good. We can hear you. Great. Um, yeah, just us two. The, the coolest part about that was that like when it was finished, we were both very proud of it because there were less opinions and less. <laughs> I think it was very clear. Like he, I've been friends with him like since I was 11. So I think, um, that helps with him knowing what I want to see and what I don't want to see right. in the music video. But yeah. It was oh, that's amazing that you guys have known each other for so long. So Nick, is that is that beneficial for you as a director? Because there's a trust there and, and a knowledge of each other. Uh, do you think that makes it more challenging or more difficult because you know each other so well? I think that it was in some ways challenging in some ways it was really easy. It was nice being able to, you know, there's a lot of trust involved. There's the video itself is very effects heavy, which was something I'd always planned on. And so Berlin really had a lot of trust in me when we would shoot against like a blank wall. And I'd be like, no, but it's gonna be cool. Cause after I'm gonna add like all this stuff in the background, like that there was kind of that trust between us and that I could also kind of be able to tell just by again we've known each other since like seventh grade knowing I know what he likes and what he doesn't like in a way 
So it was honestly of, of the projects I've worked on, it was one of the easier ones because we were, we were able to be so honest with each other and we knew each other pretty well. As far as shooting at just me, it was hard at points. I remember like the scenes that take place in the car, I had to, so that I could properly direct, I had to lie in the back seat of his car, like lie down with like my mask on and everything. <laughs> lie but you can like see I think like the outline of my coat and I had to lie back there and give him an um Everton direction but I think overall it was nice also it just being the two of us because it was really like a like indie film hour like we yeah. shot whatever we wanted to and didn't have to worry about any constraints or worry about you know needing to meet a, a certain needing to stop at a certain time on a certain day Right, right. Uh, this is maybe a really, really stupid, dumb question, but is that TV in the beginning an actual TV you have, or is it footage that you have? That is in my room. Uh, that TV is dope. Thank you. It's a record. My mom got it for me. This is so interesting, I'm sure. Um, my mom got it. No, it is. I was like, I'm, I'm half like embarrassed to ask this question, but I must. My mom got it for me and it's, I, I love old, like seven, as you can tell by the video, I love like old seventies yeah. and stuff. And it's, there's a record player on top and then you feed footage into the side and it basically like takes you through a story. I have like an 101 Dalmatians one. So I had to then just Photoshop um, and kind of affects everything from the start of the video in there. Yeah. But I was kind of struggling to find a, play, a way to start the video. I was like, this would be cool. I mean, from Jump, I was like, oh, my God, that's dope. It was awesome and got me, like, captivated right away just because of, you know, something so simple that as a TV. So great, great eye on that. I loved that. Um, oh, wait. No, Edwin, can you have two more minutes so I can chat with you quick or you have to go right now? Dang it. I didn't. Uh, I got, oh, I got sorry. I didn't know you had to go or else I would have focused no. on you earlier on. No, no problem. I actually just have my daughter today. Okay, so. cool. So I'll just ask you a, qu a couple of quick questions and then you can head on out. I'll uh, put all the attention on Tenet and Santiago. No every day feels like Sunday. I've not forgotten about you. I have so many <laughs> questions for you. So just hang tight. Um, no so Edwin, first of all, congratulations, because as far as I understand, you are the only, and sorry if I'm wrong, people, but I think you're the only filmmaker from Bridgeport at the Bridgeport Film Festival. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I thought it was That's, a few, but yeah, I am I, from Bridgeport. Congratulations. That's awesome. Like, what a way to kick off this festival. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Um, so I, I read your bio, and, and you seem to have directed, like, a ton of short films. Is there something that sticks out to you about directing a short uh, versus full length or any other uh, length films? Uh, I mean, I mean, besides the the commitment to like a feature film and, you know, not just the budget, but, you know, now that you committed to a certain budget and certain amount of days and some results, um, I think short films serve to kind of give people an audience, a taste of what you got without jumping 100% and then trying to fund a full feature film that, you know, may or may not, you know, return on investors if you okay. want to look at it from that. But um, uh, short films give you an opportunity to really like explore concepts that um, you don't have to worry about whether they're commercially acceptable or you know if you have a certain studio you're looking forward to working with or if you want to work on TV, 
they really let you explore um, like a, the true filmmaker's uh, desire to 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 tell stories, whether yeah. it's from personal or from things you grow up seeing, um, or you know subjects that you just actually started getting interested in and and you want to write about them um, and, and paint them a certain way. So um, I, I I prefer short films in that manner because it lets you get be creative uh, and even without the pandemic in sight we uh you you get to do a lot with uh, with a little um and it really tests your skill set awesome yeah no i um was so intrigued by this film from start to finish and like i told you i was truly scared so ray are you still here with us too how and, and apologies if you had said this um earlier but how did you do you know Ray ahead of time? How did that casting process go? Because Ray, you were so good in this film. Oh, please stop. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, like I said, I was captivated the whole time and genuinely scared when you popped up and not to like give spoilers to everybody, but when you're in the attic and then you also then pop in the attic with a, not to yes. give spoilers, but you know what yes. I'm talking about. I screamed and I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> good <laughs> yeah so how was that casting process like did you guys know each other um it, just even from your performance it seems like there was like a nice trust going on there so if you could if you both uh, could tell me a little bit about that Edwin oh, if you yes. want to kick it off because yeah so um first and foremost I love director Escobar is yes. not great at what he does but when it comes to making people feel comfortable, especially in this field, he literally nails it. Um, so yeah, we know we've known each other from previous work, but we've never come together, um, you know, separately and worked on our own accord. So he reached out. He's like, "Hey, I have the perfect role for you." And of course, I was a little hesitant because, um, but he kind of just walked me through it, and I think we we gonna we gave you what you can definitely um, expect. So good greatness is what I'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you cut out before when you were maybe saying this, but th this was your first time doing a thriller. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. My first time, but not my last. Yes, girl. Don't let it be your last. Cause I'm telling you, it was great. I I'm excited to rewatch all of these um, films again, because, you know, I watched them and I took my notes and learned. Now I'm excited to go back after talking to everybody and watch it again. Like now knowing what I know. So I'm super, how many times can I say excited in one sentence? That was probably like six, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So Edwin, so this was filmed and apologies if you said this before with a crew of how many? Uh, officially four. So me, uh, Rejana, and Baltazar, you know, the, the, the other actor. Yes. Uh, we had a, a, a makeup effects uh, artist. Um, shout out to uh, Bridget. Uh, she's not shout on here. Shout out to Bridget. Uh, she's amazing what she does. But because of the pandemic and she was very hesitant. But, you know, we have a good relationship. She was like, I was like, you know, I like to stick around your shoots. Don't take offense if I leave. I'm like, nah, by all means, just do what you do. So she did, you know, we, we did that first to get those shots with the special effects. Uh, so I'm a fan of practical effects uh, mm -hmm. and her work is amazing. Uh, but throughout, you know, that was about 45 minutes. Uh, the rest of the day, uh, we it was pretty much the three of us uh, um, exchanging between, you know, doing sound, 
you know, holding boom uh, between the three of us, Balthazar, Rejana, and me, just to keep me from having, you know, too many people in a house. I, this is a property that I have that I live on the first floor and I do have tenants. I didn't want them to think I was having a party in my hallways. Tenants. After, <laughs> after putting up, you know, a be safe signs. Um, and um, I do hate going up to the attic because we had a bad furnace. And every time I went up there, I was like, I'm going to put this in a movie one day. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's fixed. <laughs> it's been yeah. fixed since then. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I know you have to run. So congratulations. It's a great film. I can't wait for Thank everybody you. to see it. And uh, I hope are you going to be at the festival? Hopefully Absolutely. Great. So I'll Absolutely. meet you. I'll yeah. definitely yeah. meet you. Uh, I definitely will. Today was only, you know, a little personal thing. Uh, like I just said, um, uh, my, my daughter was born today. So I wasn't expecting to be, um, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Your daughter was born today? Yeah. Um, Just I've like, been, I've been, I have no sleep. I you can tell. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> you for. Oh, my God. So Thanks for still like, coming to the panel when your daughter was literally born. <laughs> That's amazing. That's commitment. I, I told Regina, I was like, you may have to uh, hold it down for me, but um, everything's <laughs> good. Uh, everybody's fine. She sleeps, so I, you know I'm just outside the hospital now. Oh my uh, but I'm glad I'm glad it didn't happen the day of the festival. Or um, I think there's a, a set of um, uh, uh, pre-interviews the in uh, the Thursday, so I don't yeah. want to miss any of that. Being because I am from Bridgeport, and, yeah, um, I did win a couple uh, awards, you know, yeah. in other states and other places. But it's really nice to have a Bridgeport Film Festival, totally. at least for me, you know, because I, I like I said I've went to different ones, I've, I've approached different ones, but um, but yeah, so again, I don't want to, you know, you know, make you feel like, you know, it's a big deal. Like definitely made the time because no, it is a big um, deal. She's asleep. <laughs> she's Huge asleep deal. At the moment. <laughs> but uh, this is why I do it. You know what I mean? I, I got a bigger reason now. But um, but yeah, I will meet you, and I I look yeah, forward to yeah. seeing every uh each one of you guys' films. All right. Congratulations again thank on you. the film and uh the birth of your daughter. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Hello. thank you. <laughs> all right, bye, Edwin. All right, take all care, right. guys. Santiago. Yes, of course. Santiago, I've given the least attention to so far. Let's talk to you. Um, so your film, Everyday Films Like Films Like Sunday, feels Ooh. like Sunday. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how this was born? Uh, I know you said it was born. You told us a little bit, but more of the backstory about your inspiration, the idea. Uh, and also, my big question is, was this filmed on an iPhone or did you have a professional camera? It looked great. And I'm always just super curious about that. Okay, so um, mainly like what kind of guided me to like make this and motivated me was just a lack of a creative outlet. Because as I mentioned before, I like stayed in my room like all day. And only thing that really got me out of the house was just like me skating around and sometimes skating with my friend. Because like during quarantine, during lockdown, mm -hmm. like that's relatively safe because you're not like skating next to anyone. And also like everywhere felt like a ghost town. So like just skating around like with your friend next to you like, around like places that used to be like bustling with people. Like, it just felt, like, really surreal. It felt, like, really, really cinematic. And just, like, I don't know. Just the whole, like, making that film and, like, mainly the guiding point of, like, making that film was just me wanting to, like, create a time capsule and, like, kind of really get into, like, film and use that as an excuse to, like, really, like, find a passion. Because, like, I've always been into film. And then I felt like this, like, project that I got assigned to 
like I don't know that kind of like brought a lot out so that's how the whole film got created and it was filmed on my friend's GoPro uh, this is like a, a millennial thing to ask because you're in high school right how old are you I'm 17 amazing also congratulations like filming this and making this great film at 17 I don't even think I could like tie my shoe at 17 what is a GoPro anyone <laughs> um a GoPro is that embarrassing no, should I know not. that it's not it's just, it's just a camera that's like made for like outdoors and like basically it's created to like be able to handle that outdoors getting beat up and stuff and just yeah so it also records like really good quality for Amazing. a small camera like it's like this big so oh wow uh that's great good to know look you learn something new every day guys um what was it like directing it getting this idea directing this being in it pretty much you're doing everything did you edit it also so yeah. I guess the question is like what is it like and what was the experience like doing all of it <laughs> um it was on like I was stre so stressed like doing like everything but like it was probably like one of the most freeing experiences I could think of because like through like in quarantine I just didn't like have like any like direction like I didn't I wasn't like motivated to do anything I couldn't really do anything period yeah and like just like this opportunity and being able to take it and then like saying like putting like my 100% into like something into like this project I don't know it just it taught me a lot about myself it taught me a lot about like filming editing directing writing and stuff and I don't know just it it wasn't it wasn't like as like stressful as I would think it was but it just felt like really natural you know like it creative energies kind of just like flew like flowed out like after like talking to my friends about this or something or just like sitting down on the laptop to edit you know right well, congratulations. It's great. I can't wait for everyone to see it. And I hope you continue with filmmaking. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. good work. Um, I'm just going to jump back over to Berlin. A uh, question I had for you was, I know we're taking total turns here, but we're almost going to wrap up, guys. Don't worry. Um, where did the inspiration for this song come from, Berlin, in more detail? Um, this song was based on off of my first relationship and it was about actually ending the relationship amicably like and very like just like it, it's basically about wishing the person well even after maybe the relationship could have been crazy but like you guys both knew it was time for it to end mm. um that's kind of what inspired the song, just um, a breakup song that isn't negative, I guess. Good for you. Give me some tips on how to have not a negative feeling after a breakup. I don't <laughs> just know. kidding. Write just a kidding. song. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe you can write it for me. <laughs> no, great. I just was curious about that. I loved the song and um, the, the video was great. Like I said, starting off with that old TV, I was like in it right away and the colors and the visual of that. So like kudos to both of you guys for making a kick-ass video. Um, oh. But before we end, I just want to open the floor and see if anybody else 
um, has the, the final four standing. Thank you guys for sticking with us the whole time, <laughs> uh, from the lockdown diaries. Again, I just want to say I'm so uh, inspired by all of you for creating shit during the pandemic at a time when it was hard to even get up. Like it, that's repetitive. We've said that a ton, but it's so true. And, and the films are so quality and so great. Um, so congratulations to everyone. And if you guys want to share any last thoughts about your experience or about what it was like filming during COVID or any advice or inspiration you want to give to anybody who is out there, you know, wanting to make a film of their own, but scared or write a song, but they're scared. Um, I would love to hear what you guys want to share. Burak, do you have anything to share? Any last words? <laughs> well, I, I just want to say uh, that thanks for having, having the film and thanks for organizing this. This it was a really lovely conversation. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching everybody's film. Yay. And just want to say good night. I wish I could have been there. Like, I really wanted to actually come. Oh. But, it's a far uh, journey for you to Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> especially during these times. But yeah. Totally. Maybe, maybe next time. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we're out of this soon. Or... Never mind. I was going to say, or we're locked out again, and then you guys could make more films. So we can make more films not being in lockdown. So I don't want to project that to the universe. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I think we can make films either way. So yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Yay. Anybody else want any, any uh, closing remarks before we head out? Nick? I, yeah, uh, I think that the biggest thing I learned from this experience and kind of having this film accepted into or video accepted into this festival really kind of solidified this for me is that it's never that you don't need like a big and, and if you have a big crew that's great but that you don't need a big crew and you don't need all these things to kind of make film that you want to make and you know this is further evidenced by the fact that we have someone who's 17 who made a, a kick-ass film so i've heard and i can't wait to see it yeah that, totally you're never too young and you're, you never don't have enough and you're never kind of, there's never something missing. We made this film with a budget of like a hundred dollars that we spent on fake roses and that's it. And then we shot it in my house and his house. Amazing. I just got chills from that, to be honest. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but that like, that you don't, that, that even if it's going to be hard that you can forge your own path and that. Right you know, people are always going to want to see that and people are always going to want to be supportive of that. And the fact that Berlin and I are just two friends who really wanted to make something together and that that's, you know, that that this has come out of it and that that's where all of us start is just wanting to say something and wanting to tell a story. I think that, I don't know, I just hope that people can realize like you don't need all this stuff to do it. You can do it with a gopro or with an iphone or whatever right just a vision could do anything with a hundred bucks <laughs> there's a moral anybody else want to share anything santiago um just the i i think the biggest thing i learned too is just like you know it doesn't matter what equipment you use or like software you use to edit just like if you really have that vision you could accomplish anything 
with I guess one hundred dollars or yeah dollars. or just a vision. Yep, I love that. Berlin, my dude. Let's end with you. Yeah, um, I guess Dollar Tree is your friend. Hey, <laughs> and props and stuff. Go there. Pull up to Dollar Tree. And we love that. Get her done. Get her done. All right. Well, I just want to thank everyone again. I hope to meet some of you this weekend. Are you y'all going to be there? Absolutely. Let's meet in person. IRL, right? Santi, as the kids say. <laughs> thank you guys again for sharing this time with us and sharing your stories and your experiences and your films. I can't wait for these to get out there and for people to see them and the music video. I keep calling it a film because it is a film. There's a story. Um, so thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you all this weekend for a lot of fun and films. I loved that. I think you did such a fantastic job, Samantha. Thank you. I actually and I was so pissed much at fun. myself. I was yeah. pissed at myself because during the actual film fest, I had someone who was going to do that Q&A with, with the people live. And I, that person like canceled the last minute and I ended up doing it. And I was like, why the fuck did I just ask Samantha? Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> like, you know, I had like so many things on my mind. I wasn't yeah, thinking clearly. No, but I was like so pissed. I had to do it. Shit. No, you did a great job. Um, no, but you did a great job. You oh, were fantastic. You. You guys, you. Everyone feels so comfortable around you. And like everyone oh, loves you from the film fest. I loved the film fest. You know what I found? And by the way, people... Um, I found at the film festival, like, my passion for doing interviews like that. Like, well, yeah. that was so stupid that I just said that, because what the fuck have we been doing <laughs> since April? Literal <laughs> interviews. And I'm like, yeah. yes, for the first time ever, I did interviews at the film festival. No, but it was different. Yeah, it's different. No, it's different. Yeah, I think um, to you listener fan humans, we're going to try to mm -hmm. um, get our asses on some, like, various film festival red carpets. Yes. As long as the Delta variant shit doesn't ruin everything. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that's our plan. We're gonna fucking come live and yeah. we're gonna do this. We're gonna do and this more. We'll have our own talk show one day called SGP. Yes. Alright. So, so, um, yeah, we'll see y'all soon. Yes. We got some more interviews to record this yes. week, and we're coming back with a bang. We're extending the season. I think we were going to originally do 21, but we're going to do a couple extra because we've been gone so long. We miss y'all. We miss you all in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rabbit Jobs, give us a like, a follow, subscribe. Yeah, and where can, uh, <laughs> where can they find us to like and subscribe? Samantha? Oh, funny you should ask. They can find us on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at Survival Jobs. Pod and on Facebook at <laughs> Survival Jobs a Podcast. And as always, if you guys have anything you want to say, you can email us at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. So, okay. yes, follow us, um, Sammy Toots on Instagram as well, and Jason A. Coons on Instagram. And yeah, buy us a coffee, treat oh, us yeah. well. And thank you to the people and who already have um, gotten us a coffee. I know. Ryan, <laughs> yeah. April, we love y'all. Yeah, that's so sweet. All right. I love you, Jason. I love you too, Boo. Take care. You take care. <laughs> <laughs> All official. Take care.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.